up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle. Happy into the week. And I hope that those of you tuning in to our final episode of our positional breakdowns this week have listened to the previous three for running backs, for quarterbacks, for wide receivers. But today, Michelle, we are talking about the little lauded but very important (laughs) position of tight ends. And this year's tight end conversation, I think, will sound similar to last year's episode that we did, um, just because the players who are at the top of the stack are are still there. But it is very interesting to talk about because a lot of uh, tight ends this year are very much like slot receivers and just really, really great runners. And so it comes as a perfect complement to our wide receiver episode yesterday. So, um, so yeah, I, I think we, we should just go ahead and get into it. Let's talk about tight ends. Woo! Okay, let's do it. All right, as we've said in um, these other position breakdown episodes, we are basing these rankings on a PPR scoring, points per reception. That becomes mm-hmm. very important as we talk about tight ends because they are catching the ball. So unanimous across the top, Mark Andrews. He's basically the number one tight end and number one wide receiver for the Ravens. He had 154 targets last year and 107 catches. Going back to PPR, that means he had yes. he had 107 points just for catching the ball in fantasy last year. Correct. That is correct. Forget the yes. yards, forget the touchdowns, of which he had nine catching touchdowns, but 100 catches alone. Honestly, I don't have all the wide re- receiver numbers in front of me, but I guarantee there are some wide receivers that didn't have that many catches last year. I think you're absolutely right. And Travis Kelsey is just an absolute monster on the field. I don't think that there's any... There's there's no questioning this number one spot in our rankings. Uh, there's no questioning it because he's just too good. He catches too well. And importantly, if you listen to our quarterback episode, which you should go back and listen if you haven't. Uh, importantly, there have been some structural changes on the Chiefs. However, you're talking about Travis. You've already skipped to number two. I was talking about Mark Andrews. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Then, then perhaps. So you oh my agree, God. So maybe you agree yeah, with I'm Mark Andrews. <laughs> you're having a freaking stroke. I think you probably. But it applies to both. Agree, yes. Well, I think you agree with Mark Andrews being number one so much so that you went right into number two, Travis Kelsey. Continue. That's where we're at I now. Think, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Holy shit. I also had Mark Andrews on my team last year. I'm just having a stroke. <laughs> but either way, like. Uh, it, it's like funny because I'm having a stroke, but also uh, it's applicable to both Travis Kelsey true. and Mark Andrews. True, true, true. Very similar players. These two are kind of just like they're solidly in the top two this year, at least for me. Yeah. Because of that play style. And you're exactly right. Basically functioning better than some wide receivers. Honestly, I think they both do that. I know. It's true. And yeah, to your point. Um, Mark Andrews has really no other wide receivers on that team. You know, Hollywood Brown used to be over there, which which took up a lot of the target share. He's not that yep. on the team anymore. Travis Kelsey used to have his buddy Tyreek Hill, also not there. I mean, Travis Kelsey has always been, you know, a major, again, 134 targets last year. Obviously, Mahomes constantly looks for him, trusts yes. him, and rightfully so. You know, uh, this guy had nine touchdown catches last year. So it's like... 
that's that's the guy that he's going to trust now. There is no Tyreek down the hill. The uh, <laughs> down the hill. <laughs> there, is, there is. This is a fun episode. Seriously, there is no Tyreek Hill down the field for Mahomes anymore, which really just means you know Kelsey's his guy. Like that is his guy, yeah. and and that's where yep. the trust is. We've seen them play together before, and so yeah, I mean he effectively turns into like I don't know wide receiver maybe two for the Chiefs because they do have Juju Smith-Schuster also. But uh-huh. yeah, um, those those two guys to me are no-brainers, number one and number two. Honestly, a lot of the... And, and to me, those are the top... Those are tier one. These yeah, are, those are tier one. And those are the only tier one tight ends as far as I'm concerned. I think everything else that we get into here, you know... I don't, none of them are in even the same category, in my opinion, as, as these two guys. And, and a guy that should be, could be, I wish he was, but he's not, is like George Kittle. Like I used to, Mm. I would normally think that George Kittle should be in that tier one, but because of uncertainty in the quarterback position there, I'm hesitant for him to be too high. Like, Uh I, I mean, I think he's still incredible, but like, I'm a little nervous, like, What's his connection going to be like with Trey Lance? I don't know. You, you know, yeah. and so like I wish I could put him in tier 1 cuz I like him and I love his energy, but I just don't know that I could put him in a tier 1. So to me it's yeah. it's just Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey or your tier 1 elite tight ends this year. I completely agree. I'm really glad you said that because I've heard a lot of talk about three other folks that I think we should touch on today. Uh George Kittle being one, and I do agree if you compare him to previous seasons, we've seen George Kittle at his prime. Yeah. We've seen what he can do when he's playing, as Mike Rabel likes to say, exotic smash mouth football. (laughs) We know what that looks like. Um, But it is not George Kittle that we're going to see this year with Trey Lance. So I agree across the board there. And there are two other names that I also feel like fall into this tier two, though I'm not really sure what order. So I do want to hear your thoughts yeah. in, in comparing George Kittle, Darren Waller, and Kyle Pitts. I've seen those three names thrown around quite a bit in these three, four, five spots. And I'm a little twisted up about it, I think. I mean, I'm like kind of confused on this Kyle Pitts thing because... I don't really understand the hype. Again, I'm looking at the stats here. He had over a thousand yards receiving, which kudos mm-hmm. to him. That's a fantastic, you know, number with Matt for, Ryan with Matt Ryan on the shitty ass Falcons for his rookie season. So kudos <laughs> to him on that. One touchdown catch, one. That's not interesting to me at all. Like I, 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 I yeah. get that we're talking about PPR. He caught some balls. He had a thousand receiving yards. Again, kudos to him. One touchdown is not interesting to me. And now you've had a downgrade in your um, in your uh, quarterback position. And mm-hmm. arguably just like the whole morale of that team to me is just like down. So I No, I stop don't, going down. I don't see I don't see the hype here. I personally wouldn't have him on my short list of tight ends to um draft I would much rather get a George Kittle or a Darren Waller. Um I think Darren Waller like is a tremendous player. We love Derek Carr. We we talked about that a little bit. I think it's one of those scenarios in Oakland that could be like an all ships rise. I think having yeah. a leader like Devontae Adams there is going to be, 
really important for that team. I also think he's going to draw a lot of attention, which means Waller may not get double teamed all the time like he used to. And so that might free Mm -hmm. him up a bit. I think Derek Carr is going to look to him more. He did look to him a lot last season, but he dealt with a lot of double team. I think having Devontae now on the field helps him. So, I mean, frankly, I put Waller... I put Waller at like probably number three and maybe even Kittle before Kyle Pitts also. I agree. I, w- I think I, I rank him exactly like I that. Don't I think like the ranking the is then. I don't like no. the Falcons. Like I'm looking at the Falcons full team, not just Kyle Pitts. No, me too. I don't, me too. I don't want anyone on that team on my fantasy team. I mean, the only <laughs> upside I can possibly see if we're like trying to do glass half full here for the Falcons um, and specifically for for this, um, the only thing I can see with Kyle Pitts is like, I I don't know. I, don't I know. actually don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, the whole team is worse than last year, and I cannot foresee, especially that one touchdown number. I did not know. So yeah, that's wild. Yeah, but even moreover, you're not going to get more looks from Marcus Mariota. He could barely throw the ball. I know. As far as I'm concerned. I know. I know. I I definitely have, I would have Kittle and Waller ahead of Kyle Pitts, in my opinion. Um, and, and those, and, and I mean, those three, there's also a few other names in here that I still, that I believe are tier two outside of yeah. Pitts, Waller, and Kittle. I think Dalton Schultz on the Cowboys could be a tier two because, you know, him and Dak have a pretty good connection. He does uh-huh. fairly well, gets a lot of looks. Um, I like Zach Ertz. I love, I love Zach Ertz. Uh, you know, I've always love loved him. Uh, maybe not as many um, uh, receiving yards as some of these other uh, tight ends, but definitely is is an end I'm zone. Four. He's an end zone target over there. Um, other guys that are kind of lower ranked that I would bump up a little would even be like a Dawson Knox or a Hunter Henry. Like, Again, I agree. Again, you got to take it with a grain of salt, and it depends on what you're looking for in your tight end, right? Most of the time, a tight end is sort of like touchdown or bust, right? Because mm-hmm. they are tight ends. They're not wide receivers. A lot of the plays, they're send out for blocking. They're not going down the, the field in the same way that a wide receiver is. So you're not really sure. going to get a ton of yardage from them. So you want to look at the guys that are decently heavy targeted. So PPR, they're catching the ball. And you want yep. guys that are end zone targets. Dawson Knox is an end zone target for Josh Allen. Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry was a, a strong target um, in the end zone for Mac Jones last year. Mm-hmm. Zach Ertz, same thing, at least decently. Pat Firemuth, another one, but Pittsburgh, I don't love their situation over there. So it's like, you know, you got to just sort of decide what are you looking for in your mm-hmm. tight end. If you're playing PPR, you want a guy that's going to get targets and receptions you also probably want someone that's going to score touchdowns. Yeah. And to me, that's what separates the sort of elite guys because they're getting the yards, the catches, and the touchdowns. And then yeah. between a tier two and a tier three, it's 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 kind of like fielder's choice. What would you prefer, more touchdowns or more yards? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Now, I will say, I know we're highlighting the hits here, but calling out some of the people I'm less keen on. Yeah, go ahead, please. Uh, because... I am so in agreement with all of the names you mentioned. Uh, I think I'm less keen on like Pat Fryermuth, for example, yeah. on Pittsburgh. I mean, that just seems silly to me. Uh, I'm not jazzed or as jazzed as last year about Cole Komet on the Bears. 
Um, there's just a couple of these that, you know, it really, uh, it, it remains to be seen just how, uh, just how it's going to all shake out for them. Um, so those are a couple I would deprioritize, uh, although they were pretty hot for fantasy last year, or at least generated a little bit of buzz. It's true. Uh, another name that's like pretty deep on the list here, but you should just be aware of it depending on, you know, where, uh, where this falls to you in your, in your draft. You know, the Bucks picked up Kyle Rudolph. Um, the Bucks also have Cameron Brait, but I think Cameron Brait really kind of fell into the shadow of Rob Gronkowski, obviously, with, with his connection with Tom. Um, but the Bucks did pick up Kyle Rudolph. Um, I'm kind of interested to see how he meshes with Brady. I think that they brought him in because, I mean, yeah. they have Cameron Brait. If they trusted Cameron Brait, they would have just stuck with him. But they brought in another tight end. They utilized the tight end on that team. If him and Tom... Mm-hmm get off to a good start and there's a connection there could be could be like one of those guys that's got a pretty high ceiling yeah. but you could get him really really late in the draft you know you're not getting this guy super early but um he could he could deliver could pop off maybe we'll have to see hey maybe Noah Fant comes back to life this year I thought maybe. you know Noah Fant was another name that I feel like we tossed around a lot Last season didn't really, you know, live up to his potential in, in my opinion, but maybe bringing in, you know, someone like uh, Russell Wilson is is, is going to help with that. Um, I don't know. And then you just start to get into this, like, super tier three, like, you, you don't even want to go, you know, too much deeper than uh, wow. some of the names that I think that we've already mentioned. Is Is there anyone else you think that we've... How do you feel? How do you feel about your boy Austin Hooper joining the Titans? I mean, there's a couple names on here that I'm like, oh, that could be interesting, like Austin Hooper, Logan Thomas, but I just don't know. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not they're not notable enough where I feel like we even have to discuss them in this sort of a capacity because those aren't like the top 14 players. You know, they're just they're outside of that scope. Um, I feel good about it. I mean, yeah. I'm glad to have Austin Hooper over Anthony Ferkser, who's now on the Falcons, as as do all people go to die on the Falcons. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's an upgrade for the Titans. I, I don't think it's worth uh, a draft pick yeah. potential in your league. Yeah. But I feel good about it in normal football, regular non fantasy football. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, I like that the Bengals picked up Hayden Hurst. Speaking of getting off the Falcons, he like he was able to get off the Falcons. I think that yeah. could be an interesting addition to the Bengals offense. I also think Evan Ingram, who was on the Giants, who a lot of people were pretty bullish on, but the Giants, again, just a super weak offense. He's now joined the Jaguars. The Jaguars have beefed up their offense a little. I think Trevor Lawrence settles in a little bit more. So Evan Ingram could look to have a a, a decent, you know, um, I guess maybe a bounce back season, if you want to call it that. I hope so. Um, I'm just going to throw one last name. We're throwing a lot of names out here, I know, but just because there's a there's a widespread when you get past that first it's the, first it's, tier, it's like the um, first tier, the second tier is a little mangled, and then anything after that is like just stay away. There's from like a hundred, yeah. A there's like a hundred people, yeah. But there is one name that I like am not as familiar with, and I just wanted to call this person out because I don't know very much about Albert Akwegbanam. Do you know how to pronounce that last name? Oh, I don't. But I'm glad that you brought that up because I made a flub and said that Noah Fant was uh, on the Broncos. He was right. on the Broncos, but he was right. traded to Seattle. So that will be an int- he is no longer playing. I got I got my teams mixed up. Broncos, Seahawks. Anyway, Noah Fant, a Seahawk, not a Bronco. Apologies yes. for that one. Speaking of the Broncos, right. Albert Oak. 
Equenic. Gosh, how do you say that? Equenom. That sounds pretty. Yours sounds pretty good. I am not super familiar with him, um, but he seems to be the big winner of the Russell Wilson Noah Fant trade that we were talking about, and you know gets a nice little uh, upgrade and a much improved quarterback to 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 play with. So um, maybe that will be an interesting one to watch. I'm glad you brought him up because I totally fucked that up and forgot that Noah Fant got traded. No, I, I actually, I want to put my money in this guy because I think this is someone who will drop in the ranking, or not in the rankings, sorry, who will drop to the bottom of any yeah. sort of, like people don't know this name, so this is not someone in terms of tight ends that they might gravitate to, but I feel really good about Russell Wilson throwing to who was, I mean, this guy was was no offense number two, now he's the yeah. tight end one. And, uh, yeah, he saw, like, 25% of target rates across the team last year as the tight end two. There you go. There you go. 23, 23%. I, I, I've i seen him on some rankings. I've seen him in, like, the 12 spot. Yeah. So if you're just looking for someone at the end of your draft and people are dropping like flies, I'm just going to throw Albert O out there. Albert O. I like it. I like it. And I, I don't think we mentioned, like, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Mike Gusecki. I think they're all yeah. in that, like, they're in that they're in that same bucket of, like, a tier two, you know, tier three, in my yeah, opinion. Right. They're all solid tight end number ones on each of their teams. Um, I think Gusecki might have a little bit of a challenge keeping up with where he was pacing last year with, you know, um, Jalen Waddell being healthy and, and Tyreek Hill coming in. So it will be interesting to see how, um, you know, the, uh, the Dolphins – utilize him and you know tj hawkinson's a pretty staple name in detroit and their wide receiver core is young and so they may need someone with a bit more experience to step up there and catch the ball so as it goes with tight ends there are i would say i would say there are a solid 15 tight ends that are like good like we feel good about them and then anything outside of the top 15 becomes a little bit of a crapshoot because you just you're not entirely sure yeah. you know how it's going to go and I think that's right to me the clear and obvious you know tier one is Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey and, and frankly I I would put you know Darren Waller in my number three spot yes. you know over over right. a Kyle Pitts or even a a George Kittle just considering the the situations on those teams I, I think the Raiders are poised to have a good season and, and Waller will be a part of that yep I will acquiesce I'm still a little a little bit like there's something in my mind that wants to put Travis Kelsey above Mark Andrews but maybe it's just because I stroked out that was your that was your that was your fraudulent slip before maybe not so fraudulent no I think I uh, Freudian Freudian slip oh my god fraudulent somebody take us we're limping to the finish line Kate, this is probably Kate we're, and I are in the tier f- we're tier five tight ends right now. We're terrible. We're tier tier five. This is podcasters. what you get for doing a week's worth of episodes. We we oh have really gosh. been pedal to the metal with episodes every day this week, and clearly we can't even speak anymore. So no, don't draft no. us in the podcast Olympics. No, no. If there were a podcast bracket, do not draft <laughs> us to win the tournament. Uh, no, but I think you're exactly right. The top three, even though I might interchange Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, in any case, they are solidly the one-two punch. And I also agree. I love Darren Waller in this three spot. Uh, 
love. I love. I think he's going to have a great season. I think it's finally the time for the Raiders to shine, and they've got the weapons to prove it. So let's see Darren Waller go off. And last year, he was not as good as he can be. That's also huge. Yes, I I think he has some proving to do. I had him. I was really high on him last year. Uh, He did not perform as uh, I wanted him to. There were some injury issues. Um, But I think that... Like I said, I think the changes on that team, they performed really well. They're bringing in uh, a notorious leader in Devontae Adams. I do think that that's a situation where it just helps all the morale and all the play rise with having a guy like him on the field with them now. Absolutely agree. Well, listen, this has been a fun one. We have a lot. We've had a lot to talk about all week long. Uh, I can't believe that we are nearing. Well, we are at the oh, end. Oh, we, we, we are. We are. We're at the end. We're at the end of positional breakdowns. But fear not, fans. Next week we'll be back. Obviously, yes! we'll be back with the huddle. We'll also be back with some special drafts on drafts episodes coming, so that we can break down the conferences for y'all. And honestly. Whew, this is all just really good prep work for drafts. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Yeah. Draft season is among us. And hopefully all these episodes and our banter and our messing up words has been helping you get ready for your drafts. Yeah, and not confusing you because I literally <laughs> explained something backwards on the microphone. So yes, hopefully it's very helpful. Hopefully you feel like I do in that I just feel more clear on who is where and what their depth charts look like and what off-season moves happened Use in each position. Those depth charts. Yeah. Print it out, put it on your desk, and get that ready for fantasy <laughs> drafting. But Memorize um, it. That's right. That's right. Um, I think it's... Yeah, we're back to uh, we're back to our normal cadence next week. We'll have the huddle on Monday. We'll have drafts on drafts and conference breakdowns starting next week on Wednesdays. And then it's almost fantasy season, so we'll have our fantasy podcast starting to drop on Fridays in just a couple weeks. So it's all gearing up, Michelle. This is just the beginning. This is the tip of the fantasy iceberg. You ready for it? Let's go. Let's go.